you're tuning in to the Unpromised 20s, I'm Alexis. I'm Angelina. I'm Brianna. And this is Marielle. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Yeah, so for our listeners who aren't familiar with her, today we have the honor to sit down with a beautiful and talented singer and songwriter. She has not only made an imprint on Instagram, but has also but also has 3.6 million likes on TikTok. She has eight songs on Spotify Music with the latest release of her new song, One Sip. It's our pleasure to introduce Miss Marielle. Hello, everybody. Hi. (laughs) We are so excited to have you. And we kind of want to just introduce you like a little about how old you are, how you got into singing, if you could just touch on that. Yeah. So my name is Marielle Darling. I am 20 years old. I am a singer, songwriter, and social media creator. Uh, My main platform is TikTok and Instagram. Um, I have been working in a recording studio since I have been nine years old. So it's been a really long time. I've grown a lot. In, I've grown up with the music industry and I've also grown up in the age of social media. So everything I have learned, I've also grown up with, which is really special. I've grown as an artist and also grown as a creator, which you can see through the evolution of my songs and the evolution of my content. Um, I guess I describe my music as currently a bit indie pop with a little bit of electro pop but I've gone through so many different genre changes and I'm finally really excited to release my new music to the world that definitely has more of a Marielle sound. So I did see on your Instagram recently that you are working on like a new cover and stuff. Yes yeah I am planning to release a new song called Never Needed You, hopefully around mid to late January. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. This one is definitely by far my favorite song I've released to this day. So Aww. stay tuned. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you said that you've been in the recording studio since you were nine. Mm-hmm. Um, is that when you, like, how did you first realize that you had a passion for music? So ever since I have been so little, so I'm an only child and it's just my mom and I. So when I was little, I would set up my teddy bears and my dolls. We used to have this patio in my backyard that kind of was raised. So it looked a little bit like a stage when you're like a five-year-old, everything's so much bigger than it seems. So I'd set up like my teddy bears my dolls and I had this little yellow plastic piano and I would sit there and I'd slam away on the keys and I'd just (laughs) sing these made-up songs that just come into my head and I just loved to perform I would beg my mom like every night please have company for dinner so I could just put on a show (laughs) so my mom always knew that I had this passion for music and performing I never was interested in sports as a kid While my friends were going off to practice, I would be doing my piano lessons, dance lessons, singing lessons, and I never could really stick with a singing teacher or a vocal coach because I always wanted to do my own thing. I said a lot of vocal teachers want to like manipulate your voice or give you a certain sound, 
And I think something that's really special about my artistry is I'm pretty much self-taught. I never stuck with a coach for more than a couple months because I wanted to develop my sound myself. That's awesome. That's amazing. Did you ever feel scared or nervous to pursue music due to how intense the business is? The business is really scary and I've definitely learned that more as I've gotten older because when I started so young, I was pretty naive and uh, I call my mom, my momager. <laughs> I have a manager as well. So I had so many people guiding me and I had so many mentors that really helped me navigate my career at a young age. But now that I'm so much older and I have the ability to really understand and grasp the music industry, it is very daunting. But um, it's what I love to do. And when you're passionate about something, you kind of let that override the, I guess, fear of it. Mm-hmm. Growing up, did you do like your talent shows at your school? Were you like all into that kind of stuff? Yeah. So actually how I met my manager was at one of my talent shows. She was in the audience. She was a mother of one of the kids um, that was at my school and she had worked for Radio Disney. So she really opened a lot of doors for me. She saw a lot of... um potential in me and she's still managing me to this day um so she's like family to me so yes I was very big into um performing at a young age and that definitely started at school that's awesome I think it's really cool that like even though you were so young like you were saying you were never with a music coach longer than a few months like yeah because I think like you said when you're so young you're just kind of like following the advice of other people so you may not even like be in this genre or have like the career that you do now if you didn't just like follow what you truly were passionate about. Yeah, I had so many coaches that wanted me to sound a certain way, but that's at the end of the day, I knew that that sound was not what made me so excited to be a musician and to be an artist. So I would just be like, no, I'm going to do it my way. Um, so you also have a huge platform on social media is, how do you, how should I put this? There's like a lot of negatives and a lot of positives. Yeah. How do you go about that as a singer, songwriter and all that? Um, people are judgmental and people are mean, but if I didn't have the people that do, view my content and listen to my music whether they honestly like it or not that is what is helping escalate my career like there's so many people that hide behind screens um, and say such like hurtful or negative things well that's just because people want somebody to hate even if they love you they want to hate you and I've honestly I'm super confident in myself and I'm confident in my abilities. And I feel as though if you don't have that confidence, then social media is a really hard space to be in because you take a lot of heat. No matter what you do, there is not a singular successful person that doesn't get any form of negativity. It's not possible. 
So you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt and just be confident in yourself and be confident in your abilities that what you're doing, you are proud of. And that is kind of the only thing that you can listen to. I love that. Was that hard for you to learn throughout the years or is that something that kind of came natural to you? Um, I started off doing social media when I was like 16. Um, and I never really got any negativity. Honestly, some of the negative stuff has come more recently. Um, and I think that just being a strong person and being confident has helped me navigate that. It is a little tricky. Sometimes I'll read some of the comments and I'm like, oof, ow, that kind of yeah. hurt. But at the end of the day, it's someone hiding behind a screen. Like I highly doubt this person would walk up to me, a stranger would walk up to me and say that comment. Like I highly doubt that. So you just have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, definitely. That's true. I feel like that's so, like, it's so easy to say that, but like you said, when you're saying that sometimes, it's like, oh, like, that stung a little bit, but I feel like, like, who raised you? Why would you say that? (laughs) I feel like, like you said, if you're confident, then, like, you kind of already have a step forward, like. And sometimes I'm not confident. I'm not the most confident person I've ever met. Sometimes that stuff does hurt you. Like, I'm a human. I'm not bubble wrapped all the time, but. I just, I can't let it get to me because if I let it get to me, then that's going to hinder my ability to continue to create. Just because someone says one negative thing doesn't mean that there's 10 other people that aren't saying positive things. Mm -hmm. So you kind of just have to let those things shine and filter the comments. Like I was listening to a podcast that Kim Kardashian was on and she says she does not read any of her comments. She goes, I really don't. She goes, I have trained myself not to click comments on any of my posts. And you kind of have to do that because people are going to be mean regardless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think social media has been able to help you in singing and your songwriting career? Oh, yeah. I definitely would not have even started social media seriously Mm -hmm. um, if it wasn't for my passion and career in music. I definitely use my platform as leverage to have an audience to share my music to. Uh, It's a great way to network with other artists. And like, I probably wouldn't be on this podcast right now if you and I hadn't met Angelina because of a social media kind of situation. So there's so many awesome opportunities through social media that don't always come to light if platforms weren't involved. So it's definitely very positive. Yeah, it definitely has its positivities. Um, Like you said, you just have to block out the negative parts because it's always the haters. (laughs) But it's so, I know it's so easy to say, oh, you can just block out the haters. It's not that easy, but you kind of just have to train yourself to get better with it. Mm-hmm. What do yeah. you think your favorite platform is to connect with people? Um, honestly, I do really like DMing people on Instagram. Like, I just love talking to people. I'm such a people person. Um, I could like talk to a wall, but um, <laughs> I do love TikTok. I love the 
quick little snappy kind of videos. None of my content really goes over a minute when it comes to TikTok. Um, I kind of looked at TikTok because I was like not doing too well on that platform for a little while. And I kind of switched my content to more of a lifestyle content on TikTok. And once I started doing that, I noticed um, that I started to get more traction. I kind of think of TikTok as like my private story on Snapchat or like my close friends. I want to use it as a way for people to like see the funny little weird things that sometimes float around my mind, (laughs) even though it's my largest platform that can like be daunting to like post a weird thought that I had driving in the car to like 255,000 people. But I feel like that's pretty genuine I'll have like a really dumb thought and I'll be like oh my god that's a TikTok and I'll like write it down in my notes (laughs) and that it's easy to do like what I do as a musician it takes a long ass time to write a song record a song and release a song this song that I'm releasing I have been technically working on for like over a year it takes me 10 seconds to shoot a funny TikTok that might get like millions of views Mm-hmm. it's like a quicker way to connect yeah I love like the quick connectivity mm-hmm. yeah your TikToks are I always see them pop up and they're very like <laughs> quick like you said you always make them quick and it's always like something you can relate to and I do kind of go towards some of like the controversial things but like I know that that's gonna like bait people a little bit yeah like I kind of I'm gonna like dangle something in front of your face and you might not like it but like whatever you watched it you watched it and like <laughs> um getting into your career who can you tell us some people that you looked up to that you got to like meet as your career starting to build up? Yeah, definitely the coolest person I have ever met that I definitely was the most starstruck was um, Taylor Swift. That was amazing. I like talked with her for like 10 minutes. She was such a like sweet and kind person. I was at the um, iHeartRadio Music Awards and she was sitting a couple rows away from me and I was like I have to go up and say hi it was like a commercial break and I was like I have to go I have to go there was no one around her I'm like I'm going so I just walked up to her she stood up talked to me for a while we happened to be both wearing electric blue eyeliner so we were talking about our electric (laughs) blue eyeliner like I told her she's like my biggest inspiration and she asked my name and she goes one day I'll know who you are and like she was just so kind and genuine and she was also like six plus feet tall (laughs) really (laughs) so she was definitely a foot taller than me and I'm five two (laughs) oh my god I feel like so many people talk about when they finally meet like their favorite person they look so much different in person whether it's like height wise or just like face and everything that's insane yeah I was like oh (laughs) (laughs) I, like, looked up to her. Like, literally, I look up to her in music, but I was literally looking up to her. <laughs> Who is someone that you haven't been able to meet yet, but it's, like, one of your one of your dreams? Oh, 
That's a really hard question. I think I would say Dolly Parton. Yeah. I love her. I love her and Miley Cyrus, and I love that Dolly Parton is Miley Cyrus's um, godmother. Yeah. Um, I think, like, seeing them do their thing would be so cool. But I would say Dolly Parton for Christmas. My mom got me this huge Dolly Parton book, and it's talking about – she talks about in this book how she wrote every single song she ever wrote. So I'm so excited to read that. And I just think that she came from literally nothing. She, like, grew up in a cabin in Tennessee. I believe it's Tennessee. And I don't even think that they had, like, heat or electricity in her home. And now she's one of the largest um, musicians ever. And I think she just has created such a brand for herself. And she's just – really incredible. Am I a country singer? No. Is country my favorite kind of music? Definitely not. But I just have such a respect for her. She also, I just saw something with an interview that she came out saying that she's releasing a song when she won't be here anymore. What year? It was like, um, yeah, my boyfriend pointed it out to me and he was like, this is so cool. She has a song release for this date. It was like 2050 or something. Or Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. And I was like, oh, that is kind of cool. Like, she'll just keep it going, like, even when she's not here. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really cool when artists will, like, sample artists that have, like, passed. Like, Drake has done that with Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. I think someone – um did it with um xx and then who else i don't know but i think that that's really cool to bring like the legacy alive again yeah no i definitely agree with that when i saw that i was like that's a really cool way to bring like her name pop back up like you said Mm -hmm. what genre of music is your favorite to sing Um, I grew up when I was younger singing like show tunes and like Frank Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald and like all of that old school music. Um, So that's kind of where I guess when I hear those songs, it like takes me back to like when I was like in a little choir. Mm -hmm. But I, I do like the music that I sing. Um, which is like definitely in the pop realm. But I also love music with more soul. One of my favorite artists is Amy Winehouse. I love singing that R&B soul, that just really rich kind of vocal kind of music. Um, Lady Gaga, more of her like girthy kind of songs. Um, Yeah, I like to showcase my voice because when I perform live because a lot of the stuff that I record in the studio doesn't necessarily showcase my voice and I can do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Where do you see yourself in five years? Five years. With your career. I wish that I had like a magic glass globe, (laughs) Um, but I don't. I, I know this is like kind of crazy to say, but like I would like to see myself 
at the level of stardom and celebrity. It's like I'm 20 years old. I know it's crazy to say time is ticking, but like it is a little bit. Um, people are rising every single day, but I'm very confident in my abilities and I have so much to give and so much to show that so many people have not seen yet. Like I have a lot of tricks up my sleeve that I'm just waiting to share with this world and I know that I can make a difference. So I think that in this day and age, um, Taylor Swift is a great example of a really strong female role model in pop music, but I don't know who that next person is going to be because one day it's not going to be Taylor Swift and someone's going to have to take that crown. And I know it's a little presumptuous to say, but like, I would love to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think that I can do that. It's just about really making it happen. Yeah. Have you ever thought about going on one of the like singing competition shows? I get emails from The Voice, I'm telling you, once or twice a week. Um, I personally don't want to take that route because I've had some friends go on that show. The contract owns you for 10 plus years. They take so much of your revenue. They own you. And I feel like with this day and age with social media, it can be way more powerful than Mm -hmm. going on those kinds of shows where they literally own you. And I don't want to be owned. I own all of my music. I own all of my content. I own my name. I have my own LLC. I own the rights to everything I create. And I don't, I've gone this far. I don't need to sign it off to somebody. Yeah. I agree. Like Carrie Underwood just got out of her contract with American Idol like a couple years ago. That was a long time ago too. That was a long time ago. She was like one of the first seasons. Holy crap. Are you with a recording label? Like how does that work? So I'm technically, so I'm independent, but I'm technically signed to myself. I have my own LLC. So I own all of my content and my music and my name and whatnot. Um, I have done uh, publishing deals and single deals with certain people, like executives and certain labels. Um, but I've been offered contracts before, but I've turned them down just because they're not the terms that I would like. I'm doing well on my own. And until I get the perfect deal, then I'm not going to take it. Because there's so many people that just get taken advantage of just because they take the first deal that they're given. And I'm just not that naive. Yeah, I feel like you are confident enough in yourself that you know what you want and you know what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can do that without anyone else. That's how yeah. you're trying. Off. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I definitely be the person that I'd be like, okay, like, but I guess some people do that just to have like some kind of like security. It sounds like you have a good team, but for some people who may be like struggling, they may just be like, well, here's the offer. Like, let me sign on to it. But like you said, you can't really, it's hard to like stay like true to yourself. If people are like making decisions for you, you don't have much control. You know who you kind of remind me of, which I don't know the whole 
ideal with her contract and everything, but Madison Beer, someone who started really young and went into the industry and then ended up leaving that label and basically going out on her own and producing her own music and everything's like behind her. Cause she, I think she came out saying that she didn't want to be attached to anybody. She wanted to do her own music how she wanted it. And I love because seeing that, like she's obvious, I think she's, is she our age? I think between 20 to 23 and she's literally killing it right now. Like on Instagram, TikTok, all her platforms, like she's doing it without a label backing her or anything. And I think that's awesome that you believe in that. Yeah, she's an incredible example. Um, Chance the Rapper is um, still independent to this day. Oh, wow. He's not signed any like label deals. And people can do that. Like mm-hmm. so many people to this day, if you just have a strong team and you're confident in your abilities and you create great music, you can do it. Do you have any advice to like the younger generations and about how to get into singing and I don't know how to go about it in this kind of world we're living in? Because I feel like a lot of it is has gotten a lot more competitive with the social media part of it as well. Yeah, it's very hard because social media opens up a whole new world Mm -hmm. and it gives people a platform to perform to. It gives you an audience of hundreds of millions and billions of people. So it can become very oversaturated. So I'm still trying to figure this out, so I'm not trying to sound like a hypocrite because I still don't really know my complete niche, but I think it's so important to figure out what makes you unique and run with it because you can't just be like, oh, I love Billie Eilish, so I'm going to be just like Billie Eilish, or Mm -hmm. I love Taylor Swift, but I'm not going to say my music sounds like Taylor Swift. She can be an inspiration to me but you need to find yourself. And if you're not yourself and you're trying to emulate someone else, why is someone going to want to listen to that when they could listen to that actual person? At the end of the day, someone that listens to your music wants to listen to your music. So I think it's just really important to find you and find your artistry and find your sound and share that with the world. So, because I feel like we've been talking so much about your career, we would love for, I know us and like our audience to like know a little bit about you and like your personal life. Like, yeah. So are you in a relationship? Are you looking? Are you striving on your own? (laughs) Um, so I'm not in a relationship. Um, I haven't been in like a boyfriend girlfriend relationship in probably like a year I did um on and off like we weren't even dating it was long (laughs) distance but we were both really into each other it was like different sides of the country it didn't work (laughs) I don't recommend long distance it's really hard communication is really hard um, so that honestly, fortunately, didn't work out. Um, I've definitely learned so much from that experience. I have a lot of 
juicy bits I can now write songs about. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I'm definitely looking. I went on a date last night and it went really well. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, but dating in, I live in New York City. Dating in New York City is really hard because there's so many people. I always say this. I'm like, New York City is like a buffet for men. Like <laughs> there are literally gorgeous people everywhere. It's so hard to have like a legitimate relationship in New York City, I feel, because there's just so many people. There's so many options in like dating apps and social media. It's like, it was really funny. The boy I went on a date with yesterday, he said like the old version of like being asked out on a date was like someone would write their number on a napkin and give it to you. So it's called a napkin date. In this day and age, and like Gen Z, it's a DM date. Someone DMs <laughs> me if you go on a date. I'm like, that is so accurate. Yes. <laughs> Do you think it's been harder, like trusting people, having such like a big following and audience? Um. Hmm. I don't know, cause I don't think that I'm that famous. Um. <laughs> But I do think that people, I wouldn't say it's a trust thing. I think people look at it, specifically guys, look at it as maybe a little intimidating Mm -hmm. when I don't think that I'm an intimidating person. I'm pretty much an open book and I feel like I am like a kind and genuine person, which maybe I might not come off like that to someone that's maybe not as confident on social media and especially a a guy I don't know because I put my life out there on social media so some people might look at that as a red flag I I don't know but I wouldn't say it makes me not or it makes people not trust me or me not trust them I would just say it's more of like an intimidation because I do I do get a lot of attention on social media from both genders, from all different people, um, which I think can be like, that might make someone not trust me, but I don't understand why. (laughs) (laughs) Did you grow up in the city or did you recently? Uh, No, I'm from Massachusetts. So I'm currently in Massachusetts. I'm still home um, for the holidays. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Did you go to the city just to pursue more of like connections and... Um, I am also a student. I am finishing up school at NYU. So I moved to New York for college. Oh, that's awesome. What are you majoring in? Um, contemporary music and social media studies. So literally everything I do outside of school, I'm doing in school. (laughs) So basically I am a walking homework assignment. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. What would you say um, is, like, the best and the worst part about living in the city? The best part is it's really fun, especially when you're in your 20s. It is a really fun place to be. There are so many people you can meet. There's always something going on. It's very hard to be bored. Like, I'm telling you, very hard. Just go (laughs) step outside you won't be bored. Um, (laughs) And coming from a small town, that was like culture shock. I was like, oh my God. Like instead of seeing five people when I drive down this road, 
I'm now seeing 500. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is something that's really tricky as well is being able to adapt to that kind of hustle and bustle lifestyle. That's really hard. And honestly, it's hard to be bored in the city, but it's easy to feel isolated. There are so many people, but you can feel so lonely in a big city. And that's something that I struggled with. Um, so I would definitely say those are kind of like the hardest things. But I mean, I I do really love it. It took me like a year to like it, though. Um, it's, it's a hard place to live, for sure. It's not for everybody. <laughs> Definitely coming from a small town and then going to literally New York City, I that's a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I um, travel like probably like five times a year or more to L.A. because my producers are in L.A. So I like work back and forth. So I live like a mini bicoastal lifestyle. L.A. is a lot more chill. New York is like everyone's in your face. Everyone's in your grill. Um, LA is definitely more laid back, um, which I like, but there's something about New York that's so vibrant that makes me definitely love my choice of moving to New York rather than LA. How many years left do you have till you're done with school? Um, technically... I have a year and a half. I have like three semesters. So that would be like a year and a half. Nice. So when you're not like singing or songwriting or studying, what are some things that you enjoy doing like for yourself? Um, I love hanging out with my friends, which is like a crazy thing to say. Uh, because when I was in high school, I didn't have that many girlfriends. I went to a really small high school um, and I was always so consumed with my music and my career that I never really had time to create any strong friendships because I was always gone on the weekends after school. I would go home to work on music or to work on social media or whatever and do my homework. Um, I was never on any teams, so I never understood what it was like having a teammate. Those are like built-in friends. So when I started college and when I moved to the city, I transferred schools three times, <laughs> finally ended up at NYU, which I love. Um, so even through that transfer process, it was really hard to create friends and then like just have to leave them. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally, once I solidified where I was going to be in the city, I was able to create a really great group of girlfriends. I love them so much. My best friend's getting married. I'm going to be in her wedding soon. Like, I just am so grateful for that form of support system that's new to me. And I'm 20 years old. It's crazy to say it's taken me 20 years to find, like, my best friends. But – I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. They're just so supportive and like so loving. So I love going out and having fun with my friends. I'm definitely the life of the party. <laughs> I'm always the one, like my friend's group chat at, with, that I named where we call ourselves the weekend witches because we all work. So we get together on the weekends and we just have like so much fun. Everyone's like, Mariel, what are we doing this weekend? Because I'm, I'm always the one with the plans. So that's really fun. I love going on walks. 
the big walker. Um, hot girl walks are totally my thing. <laughs> I like shopping. I love makeup and hair and style and all that kind of girly stuff. I'm pretty much a girly girl. Um, but you can always find me on the weekend skiing in the winter. Big skier. And I grew up competitively horseback riding. So I love to do that too. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Do you like the city in the wintertime? Because I know like a lot of people like either hate it or like they're like, ah. Um, around um, the holiday season, it's pretty magical with all the lights. And um, I live on Union Square. So they have the Union Square Market. So it's really cute. Um, but once it starts to snow, it gets a, it'll be pretty for like an hour and then it's like gray slush and it's disgusting. Um, <laughs> but I mean like the, when it's actively snowing, it's really pretty, but like when it's cold in New York, you're like snotty and gross and the wind it's, tunnels it's pretty brutal, but it's also really brutal when it's so hot too. So it's like, you just got to take what the city gives you. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you book a trip back to LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to plan my my trips around the forecast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on your – one big thing on your social media, you did talk about going to Kanye West's uh, Sunday service. Mm-hmm. How was that experience? Um, so this was prior to the absolutely obscene things yeah. he's been saying on social media. Uh, the cruel things that he's been saying. Um, so I'm not going to speak towards that because I don't want anyone to think that that's even close to anything that I would support. This was back in 2019 when I went. Yeah. Um, I had an amazing experience. I was very lucky to be invited because um, you have to be invited. Um, it was a really, really amazing experience. It, the the singers were just incredible. Um, and in the beginning, North was out on like on the stage. Mm -hmm. And so it actually wasn't a stage. It's always a circle and you're always around the, um, the singers. The musicians are in the middle and then the singers are on the outside and they like march around. It's really cool. Um, and it's very dark, but North was like on the drums and it was just so cute. Uh, the voices truly like shook your bones. It was one of by far the most incredible music experiences I've ever been a part of. You just like, I like the hairs were sticking up on my arms. Like I had goosebumps like the whole time and I'm not that religious and the music wasn't even that religious either, but you felt so at peace no matter what your religion was or whatever your background was you felt immersed because of the music and I think that that just needs to be done more in general it was just like so unbelievably powerful mm -hmm. I has he done the Sunday services since everything went down no I think he stopped around COVID time Okay, I thought so. I don't think he's done it for a couple of years now. Okay, yeah. I I, he definitely has not done them since his divorce with Kim. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, were they there? I'd be dying. <laughs> um, Courtney was, Kim wasn't, but all the kids were there. All the kids were there, and um, I don't know if you know who Faye Cadre is. He was there. Um, actually, Scott Disick was there. Uh, but no. Whenever Kim. I see the videos, they look so cool. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. And what he did also, which was really, really interesting, is he took popular rap songs or not pop hip-hop songs not he took popular hip-hop songs and changed the lyrics to more spiritually um motivated lyrics so um like he took like a Roddy Rich song and like made it spiritual, but like you knew the melody. It was like it was really incredible. I know that sounds like so weird, but it was really really cool. That's, That's an awesome spending. like thing to experience. Yeah, it was so so cool, and he was actually really nice. Like I do have to say, like he spoke with me and he was kind. He was not as uh, I guess, brutal. As he comes across, the has got to. I don't know. Um, so, had a little taste of Jesus. <laughs> um, before we end, we were going to ask you to like sing a little verse, but you're not feeling well, so you don't have to if you don't want to. But would you be? I able- can play a snippet of one of my new my new song. That's coming. Yes, I was going to ask if you'd be able to share. <laughs> yeah, I can. Hold on. I'm on my computer though, so let me. I'll play it like through my phone. Okay, so this song is done with. Um, I don't know if you're um, familiar with who La Reed is, but this song was done with his son Aaron, who uh, I co-produced this song with. That's awesome. Can you hear it? I never need it. Okay, so that's that. That's so good. I'm gonna say one little thing though about what, like, really strangely, when I so I did this song, like I said, a little while ago, and I happened to recently go through like a. I'm not calling it a breakup, but like I ended something with someone. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this song way before I even met this person. <laughs> and now I'm releasing it like during like a time of like technically like a breakup. I am like, I think I'm like, I must have some weird superpower because I literally manifested <laughs> exactly what just happened with this song. And now I'm releasing it. And this is the second time that this has happened. My second to most recent release, Free Girl, I released that song two days after I broke up with one of my boyfriends. And I put songs um, through the back end of Spotify three weeks before they actually like hit streaming platforms. So like you ha- you don't just like 
release it and then it's out. It like takes a while to process. So it's like, I like I the timing is just like crazy. Like I literally am writing my breakup songs before I break up with them. <laughs> Which is like so weird that I can like basically tell the future. <laughs> basically. You're like, so this is about me, right? <laughs> yeah. But like it actually wasn't because I didn't know you. But yeah. it works perfectly. I'm like basically it's like my own version of therapy. There you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Right. Well, it was amazing having you. Thank you, Thank so, you so much fun. for having me. This was so fun. I know. I had so much fun. We have I to love, go. I love the girl you. gang. I love, yeah. I love that. I love it. Yes. We definitely need to come up to New York. And yes. like, please. We're so close. Please. We're like an hour, hour and a half, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, not far at all. Yeah, I would love here. that. We have to do. I promise. I always bring a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> We're ready. <laughs> well, thank you again yes. um, for being on this episode, and thank we you. hope that you know. Hopefully, we. What, when does this song come out? This song, I'm uploading it tomorrow, so I think it should either be coming out the nineteenth or the. 26 i don't know but i will let you know once i have it uploaded okay perfect yeah and you definitely have new fans yeah (laughs) we are so excited to see you grow because you definitely are your journey is going to keep on going and you're so sweet it makes it even better yes and it's like (laughs) you're going far so keep being confident because I feel like that is a big thing in this industry is have that confidence and never let go of it and always be yourself. And I feel like you're very good at that. Thanks. (laughs) Oh, that means so much. My cheeks hurt from smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's your friendly reminder to tune in every Monday for a brand new episode on both Spotify and Apple podcasts. Also be sure to give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok. We love you guys, and don't forget to do what makes you happy since tomorrow isn't always promised.